sign these non-disclosure agreements and stuff, but I learned a lot about Antarctica there. I would say if I was to go spiritual, I would say it's Satan's realm on this planet. It's his headquarters. Uh, I would say it's the headquarters for the new world order if you don't want to go spiritual. They are on record, many of them saying they want to wipe out 95% of humanity. They want to attack the human being and morph the human being under what it is. They're trying to achieve uh, immortality through transhumanism. These are all known things. And so these people are nothing but a bunch of antisocials with no empathy, no love and compassion, greed, avarice, and, and serving their own purpose for any cost, at any cost, is what they're planning to do. I am really excited to share with you my new association with ControlYourHealth.Care. I have been literally searching for a solution like this for at least two decades. Did you know that over 900 plus diseases are simply due to nutrition? That problems such as heartburn, insomnia, asthma, infertility, dementia, Alzheimer's, thyroid disease, and so many more can be solved if you just correct your mineral or vitamin deficiencies? ControlYourHealth.Care has answers for you for these ailments and so many more that is based on decades of research, including over 26,000 autopsies, 10 million blood chemistries by over 15,000 holistic doctors and scientists. You will see how the right, highly absorbable nutrients that your body is craving will make a huge difference in how you feel. Go to ControlYourHealth.Care and enjoy 10% off through the end of November. Start now on a journey towards superior health that will literally change your life. So there are rules governing the universe and behavior. And a lot of what the Bible says is you have free will. You can go one way or you can go another way. But here's what the rules say. Yes. And if you are about selfishness and, and self-aggrandizement and self-satisfaction and satiation, you can go one way but you're often going against the rules of the universe and there's a price to pay. And the ultimate price to pay is death, spiritual death, as well as physical death. You can overcome the physical death, but you can't overcome the spiritual death. And so we're given chances, infinite chances to get it right. God sacrificed his son to help us get it right. And even despite the overwhelming evidence about what doesn't work in life, self-defeating behaviors, people, unless they're spiritually oriented, fail to learn these lessons. I saw it when I was practicing being a therapist, when I was a mental health therapist. I saw this all the time. People were their own worst enemies. And those people, and I, and I saw this in substance abuse in particular. Uh, this is why the Salvation Army, before they went woke, was very good at substance abuse treatment because they integrated the spiritual with the 12 step program. And, and this is where you see recovery rates that were three times the national average for treatment of substance abusers. 
And that's because the spiritual is part of it. And so you asked me a really good fundamental question, okay, about what, what this all comes down to. And it comes down to one, are you going to be obedient to your creator, like you're supposed to have been to your parent when you were a child, which is one of the commandments. And, and uh, when you mess up, are you going to be humble enough to ask for forgiveness and correction and guidance and accept consequences for your actions? See, these are all things that fit in to where we're at. And the other side rebelled against God because they didn't want structure and order and discipline and rules that were governing the universe. They wanted to do their own thing. And, and they, they were the original uh, rebels. And, and now we have to choose which side do we want to be on. See, I've never really talked to you about this before. Um, you know, I, I could sit here and hold a political economic conversation, I think, with a lot of intelligent people. But uh, what guides my thinking and how I evaluate is always what I'm expressing to you today. Now, my audience knows I'm a Christian, uh, but I don't beat them over the head with it because I think it's something you have to come to on your own free will nagging never nagging never changes behavior nope and, and so but but I, i'm being really open in what i'm saying about my faith today because sarah i'm about ready to unleash some things on my audience that i know to be true that i know are coming that are irreversible and they progressively get worse and it really looks a lot like the end times as expressed in matthew and also in revelations well, and I want to say before you get into that, because I think it's important we, <laughs> it's important we talk about it, but I, I like the rules of the universe because for it to be true, it has to be true with the rules of the universe. And that's, that's what I want to say, science and religion. And well, sci I don't like the term religion, so science and spirituality are, are work really well together. And that's what I'm trying to get at. And I also wanted you to answer, what does it mean to be one with Jesus? What does that mean to you? Well, I don't think it means invasion of the body snatchers. And that's why some people reject the faith. And I think a lot of uh, pastors really reflect that inaccurately. Yeah. Uh, it basically means that you're going to conduct yourself in accordance with the rules of the universe that come from God. Perfect. Yep. And that the guy, the guiding principle in the universe is love. That's the most fundamental, powerful force. And you demonstrate your love for your creator by following his rules. And his rules make sense at what is leading to a content and really fulfilling life. And it's also, we go through this test to get to the other side where our souls are resurrected. And then we face final judgment. Have we done what we should have done, what we were commanded to do? And, and that, that final judgment is irreversible. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. It, if science proves it wrong, then it's not his rules. His rules work so well with, with the true. Uh, see, I don't believe when they say science proves that he doesn't exist. So that's not science. No, no, no. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. Yes. Yeah. You, you have to be a total, the, the, see, now you're kind of into my wheelhouse with hobbies, theoretical physics is one of my hobbies and has been for a few decades. But I'm going to say this. If, um, if you look at the order of the universe, there, are ran there is randomness in the universe. And that's brought about by free will. That's all through the universe. God doesn't control us. He gives us free will to decide. At the end of the day, he'll determine what happens to us. But what happens in the universe 
as a matter of fact is the fact that you have free will to choose. And I think that what we get down to is when you look at the only thing that explains randomness is our free will, but the universe has distinct rules. You can look at them, just take the science, take celestial science with astronomy and look at the order of things. The other side, which is satanic, wants you to believe that life is just one big mess of chaos and out of chaos, they can bring back order build back better is an expression of that belief. And so when we take a look at the order of the universe, how the planets rotate, how the sun gives warmth, the seasons bring life and growing seasons, we didn't create this. We don't have the ability to create this, not yet anyway, but God created this stuff so we would have an existence. There's too much order for this creation to be random. Yeah, I would agree with you. But you know, I had a neuroscientist on the other day, and he, he, he said the exact same thing, uh, you know, spirituality, and that we my title on my show was that, um, you know, science proved God, God exists. <laughs> it's just, there's but, too much. And to say no. it doesn't, you have to ignore the facts. If you look at um, we're, we're at the time now when Valley Forge was going on in 1776, and all of Washington's enlistments were coming up in January, and they were getting their asses kicked, and they weren't winning a thing, and they were in miserable conditions while the British were chasing women and partying in the cities. These people were freezing in the countryside, and Washington's going to lose his army, and the revolution will be over, and all the founding fathers will be executed. So what does he do? He does something that's so improbable that no military strategist could ever have predicted success. And this is where I think divine intervention comes in. And people fail to look at the fact that there are miracles that God can bestow. And he did the crossing. He did the crossing where he defeated a force that was militarily superior, but it was Christmas and they were drunk and they were overcome because they were drunk and surprised. And it gave Washington the victory that allowed him to keep his army together and really begin the revolution. That was, in my opinion, a divinely inspired moment given to him by the creator. And of course, Washington had his vision, and a lot of the founding fathers did too. And it all came back to the fact that what they were doing was divinely inspired. They were, well, this is where I'll get real spiritual with you here in background. If you believe in the divine right of kings as the expression of the Nephium from Genesis 6, fallen angels, and that's the existing bloodline, and this is the direction I lean towards. Um, if Washington doesn't win the revolution, we stay under their control. This gave a lot of humanity, what we do, a chance to be free and independent and spiritually and in every other way become the most that we were meant to be by our creator. Yeah, because without that, you don't have your free will. And that's what they're trying to take away is our free will. Mary Crowley, who is flipping amazing. I don't know if you know her. She's a... Uh, I do. I know yeah, who she is. Yeah, she's a, um, oh, I don't call it a, a chaplain, a, pay, a pastor and ordained minister. I'm not exactly sure what, what specifics she is. Maybe you do. But she said that there was a George Washington got a vision or saw somebody and right. they said there's going to be three times where the United States is going to go through or America is going to go through really hard times. And that was the Revolutionary War, the Civil War. I think she said the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, and then what we're dealing with now. 
And yes. she says this time they're dealing with now is going to be the hardest. This is what, what Washington said, but we're going to overcome. Um, we're going to come out okay. That's what that's what was Washington's vision was. Uh, yeah, you don't agree. I, I half agree, and let me explain. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I I have to take a holistic approach. I mean, I'm going to give you the political. Uh, first of all, people need to get politically active locally, and they need to remove every county clerk and recorder that uses a Dominion voting machine. Otherwise, our elections will mean nothing, and we can change nothing. That's one thing. Yep. Okay. So that's one thing. That's the political activity. But I have to also say this, that going forward here, if we're not of the right mindset, then our change will be for naught. We'll just replace twiddle D with twiddle dumb. Now, my formula right now is to get rid of 95% of all Republicans through the primary process. Otherwise, you'll end up with a Democrat. So you need to get good primary candidates right now. Right now is the time, prime fertile time to have them run against, you know, the Mitch McConnell's and the Murkowski's and the people that have sold us out, the Liz Cheney's. They all need to be gone. And it's most of them. They, they're real good at going on Fox News and railing about how bad things are and the liberals and the Democrats. And then they go back to Congress and don't do a damn thing. So we need to replace those people with people who have not been spoiled by the system, who aren't owned by the corporations that donate uh, to all the politicians. There's no difference right now for the majority of Republicans and the satanic worshiping Democrats that took God out of their party platform seven years ago. There's no difference between these two groups. They need to be treated the same and they need to be defeated. Now, that's the political answer I have is anti-incumbency. After you remove the county clerk and recorders, remove the ballots, remove the dominion voting machines now the spiritual part is this i believe if we don't have a revival and we'll invoke god's miracle see if we get on if 90 percent of the country or even 50 percent of the country today got on bended knees said, god we're sorry i follow your son jesus i believe in your teachings god bestows miracles as rewards for people that do these things history is filled with examples and i gave you one with valley forge and the crossing what we are looking at right now is a country that's hedonistic, self-absorbed, soft, weak. And I can say this as a coach. The, the kids I coached 30 years ago are a lot different than the athletes today. They're soft, they're pampered, and that's our society. What we need to be doing right now is we need to be stressing coming to the word of God to give us the unified strength to stand up to evil. We're fighting evil, folks. We're not fighting Democrats and Republicans. We're fighting their evil nature. And if we don't come with spiritual armor ready to take on this evil, we are doomed to be defeated. I also believe something that's controversial. Even though I see signs that we're ending the final days as uh, prophesized like in Matthew and Revelations, I don't believe we're condemned to it. I think a revival could put it off on a later generation. It could become someone else's problem and not ours. Now, do I think it's likely? Not in the present set of circumstances. But unless we have a huge spiritual revival, we are going to be subjected to the evil that's already underway. And it's going to get a lot worse. Well, and when you say these, the Democrats or these people, not just Democrats, Republicans, you say they worship Satan. They literally do. I mean, some of them are just uh, psychopaths and they have their, their soul is sick. Mm -hmm. Other ones, they literally 
kill children and do all this stuff. And I, I, it sounds so out there and they can use that against us. They can say you are a nut job because you're even talking about this and they've done that successfully. What is happening now mm. is they've showed their true colors so much now that people realize what I'm saying is true. Well, I'm going to tell you what you're saying is true. And I'm going to just maybe even take it a, just a step beyond that is that when you watch the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, they got wall-to-wall coverage against this white supremacist who defended against white people. But he's a white supremacist, and it was wall-to-wall, and the, ma- and the mainstream media crucified this kid and took away his right to self-defense, basically vilified him as a racist. I don't know where that came from. That was craziness. But when we come to the Epstein trial, the exactly. same politicians that get on board the airport and go exploit these little kids and they know exactly what's going to be done with these kids when they're done with them. These people are pure evil and they reside in the halls of the Senate and the House of Representatives. Yes, they do. See, you, you, you don't have to worship Satan to follow Satan. You only have to follow in his ways to be satanic. So I know Hillary Clinton actually worships Satan. There's no question about that. But these other politicians, I don't know what their religious practices are, but they follow the teachings and the ways of Satan. So they are satanic. And I believe a lot of them are demonically possessed. It's described in the Bible. And this is why we need a revival and then wipe the slate clean from these people if we have any chance. I think the odds are against what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to happen but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. You have to try. It's kind of like, you know, a mother protecting their child. You have to try, even if you're going to die in the process, you have to do that because that's, uh, that's the right thing to do. I don't know how, but you can't let these little babies, these people cannot get their way. We can't allow them to do what they're doing to society. My, um, sister passed away 14 months ago and she should not have and because it was covid they were able to hide their mistakes yep um and and um she should still be with us i lost two close friends of over 30 years and both were one was expected i think the other was not and then paul martin uh who i've known knew knew for about 12 years tragically passed away and i'm gonna tell you what god's told me what i feel in my soul they call it you know the word from god as he's told me, you know, this is great sadness for you, but this I tell you that this is preparation for what you're going to see in much greater volume going forward. In other words, it was told to me that these four tragedies you've had in 14 months that have greatly affected you are going to basically go exponential for the whole human race. Well, Sherry Tenpenny said, and I like to repeat this, she says you need to be spiritually and emotionally ready for the death of many children. And I think that if we aren't spiritually and emotionally ready for what's coming, we're not going to make it through on a personal level. You, you got to be ready for this. Yeah, we can be ready financially and ready all this stuff, but I think the most, no, no you can't Sarah, you can't be ready financially. No, well, they're getting point- ready to wipe everything out that we own and you're not going to be safe no matter what your income level is. Okay. Well, no, my saying is you can have silver, you can have barter system. You can have all these other things that you're getting yourself. You can be a prepper, but the most important part of that prepping is being spiritually and emotionally ready for what's coming in my opinion. Well, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. 
I totally agree. I totally agree with it. But they're going to come after you can have gold, silver and Bitcoin. But but look at what Roosevelt did in the uh, 1930s. He made uh, gold illegal because he wanted to go to deficit spending to keep the corporations happy during the Depression. And he needed these make work projects to put people to work to avoid a revolution. Yeah. So so um, he went after gold and we're going to see these people go after gold hoarding food. This, these are my predictions, but it's biblical too. gold, silver. Uh, I believe Bitcoin will be thrown into this. Now you're not going to be allowed to hoard food or any other resources, and they are going to come get you. And this is why they want to be able to track every purchase. They want to know how much of what you have. I actually had a basketball player, a former basketball player. This happened to played for me in college, gosh, almost 20 years ago now. And he calls me up on the phone one day, and this is about eight years ago. And he says, coach, what's FEMA? I said, what do you mean? What the hell? What the hell is FEMA? What are you talking about? And he goes, I got FEMA in my house right now. And I know you know about this crap. And, and he goes, I know you have a radio show. And I said, well, what do they want? He, I said, have you joined a terrorist group or something? And he says, no. I said, he said, they're looking for food in my house. I kid you not. And then I found out later, there were many other incursions in the Southeast. He lived in Tennessee and uh, married young, young daughter, at the time, he was successful, and they just pulled up, said, we're searching your house, and they were looking for resources. They actually inventoried his pantry, and I found what out when I, when, when I aired this on my radio show, I had probably a dozen phone calls from people in the southeast, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, that said they went through the same thing. They have already prepared for making sure that prepping will be minimally effective i listen i think you should prep because there's a chance you're going to squeeze through the cracks and you'll last longer hopefully while we're finding solutions but the other side is going to work against your prepping is what i'm telling you and the reason i tell you this story about my former basketball player is that he was the carry in the canary in the mine where they actually went out and, and said this is how we inventory by the way they even showed him a gun the guy, guy walks up to the door this way he described it he said, he says, you ain't coming in here without a warrant. And this guy was six, eight and two fifty. He was not a small man. And he says, you're not coming in here. And the one guy pulled back his jacket. He could see his firearm and there were four of them. So he had to let him in. Jeez. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know what to tell people. I think I, I like to just say to be spiritually and emotionally ready. I think that we yeah, can figure out ways to provide. I think that'll happen for us. Um, I just, like I said, I think all of us are watching the twilight zone in real time. I, I like to say it's like watching Nazi Germany in real time uh, when you watch Anthony Fauci and it's scary. It's very scary. And so that's, and so many people are going back to spirituality because I, you just don't know where else to go in these times. And it's the best, it's the best thing to do anyways. I think it's the healthiest thing to do. And we, we have to keep fighting. I don't, I refuse to just not fight. You know, I, I actually think we're winning the COVID battle because we've won it in the courts. I think we're seeing a lot of benefit. We're seeing a lot of improvements. We're seeing a lot of things, positive things happen. It's just, they keep going after it and they have other things planned, don't they? Yeah, I'm going to just read to you a quick passage here or something I just wrote this morning. And uh, just bear with me here. I've got to eliminate all my, my pop-ups here. Okay. Um, let me find the one section. Okay. I talked about how I was raised to have resilience. And, and for the most part, you know, I fulfilled that training pretty well. But my point is also 
resilience alone will not get you through what's coming, folks. Only the protection of the Lord is going to save you from the total evil that's coming. But listen to what I wrote, and this verifies what you're saying. My generations, and my parents were a young World War II, so they went through the Depression as kids, um, and uh, they're the greatest American generation, you know, that and the Founding Fathers. It says, my generation was a little softer than our parents, but the generations that followed lived on momentum that was created by World War II generation, and each generation was softer than the previous. As a country, collectively speaking, we have become so soft, so lacking in mental toughness and moral fiber, with some exceptions, that I thank the Lord that the bulk of our countrymen were not around in 1776, or we'd be having, the would be a colony of England, and if they were around uh, in, uh, in World War II in 1941, we would have the Nazi flag flying over Washington, D.C. And I said, the result of this softness, this immorality and lack of spiritual commitment, the laziness, the apathy, the ignorance, the self-absorption, lack of discipline, I said, has resulted in the need to resurrect a hammer and sickle above D.C. This is where we're at now. We, we have totally broken down spiritually, mentally, emotionally. You talk to coaches that have been doing their profession for a while, and they'll talk about then and now, the mental toughness is not there. Uh, and, and as a nation, we are so weak, so self-absorbed that the only way that people are going to survive, we can't send them to the boot camp. That's not practical. They have to find redemption in the power of Jesus. And Jesus has to become the strength that they don't have unto themselves. That's the, that's what it is. It's, it's finding strength in something that you don't have yourself. And that's why people depend on it. And because it's the love, the love and the, the guidance. And when it, time gets really rough, what they say that Jesus is walking, he's carrying you. <laughs> he carries you when you can't. Well, do that's, that's pretty much. Yeah. Well, like I said, too, I always thought I was pretty mentally tough and, and I got a track record that shows some of that's true. And you know what, but I wasn't a lot different than the kids I grew up with. It's not like I'm setting myself out as this accomplished person in the area of toughness. Uh, my friends, colleagues, they were much the same way. Um, but we've lost that as a trait. And also, too, we were much more spiritual when I was growing up than we are now. And the combination of those two things have made us vulnerable. We can't win a war. I told a, a group of athletes not too long ago, you better hope China doesn't attack because we could not win. We can't. We're worried about woke. We're worried about the little tranny in the foxhole next to us, as opposed to can that guy shoot straight? Does he have my back in combat? The Chinese aren't practicing woke. The Russians aren't worried about gender equity in the military. It's kill or be killed. Well, they're glad we're doing it because they know oh, that it's- Oh my God. Well, you know what? The Chinese know they own Joe Biden. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're glad we're doing it because they know us doing that makes us weak, makes us stupid. Amen to that. Well, Sarah, I got to tell you, you know, you know, I've got to run because I've got- Oh, I always forget that you have- you have an appointment whenever we're together we i get so into our conversation and i always establish how much time do you have and we get to the end and dave's like sarah i gotta go it's because i forget i'm so into the conversation okay tell us where they can find your information uh we have a tv show the common sense show.tv which people are watching now and uh the common sense show.com and uh, of course we've got uh, radio that you can 
locate on our website. And uh, Sarah, it's always a pleasure to be with you. You know what this means? When we come to an end and we're really not ended. That just means we have to have another part. Yeah. Oh, we do. We have to keep talking about this because I know everybody's people are thinking about this. They're all becoming a lot more spiritual. I've had so many people say that because yeah, it, what we're dealing with is we need help. And that's why you're I, I, I'll say this. I want to say this to you before I close. Um, we have an Arizona contingent in politics now, mostly residing in the state Senate. Um, and these people, some of them were sincere in the beginning of the audit. And then they flipped and, oh, it's civil, it's okay, blah, 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 blah. They, they got flipped somehow. And the inducements, I'm not even going to speculate for this short story. And now they're back to once the audit was decided and they said Joe Biden actually won and got 300 more votes, they never considered the evidence. The evidence has never been transferred and the evidence was never a part of their decision making that was withheld and ordered by two courts and the attorney general to surrender from the board of commissioners and yet the same politician says oh, election over no evidence needed and let me just say this i've been going nuts on this and i've been speaking around arizona on this and this is going to be to their chagrin the tea party from arizona just invited me to speak and i'm just going to say this um these people now are coming out against me publicly and there was an attempted first degree murder i'm not assigning to the state legislature but mona Patton and her boyfriend were uh ambushed attempted first degree murder. And the only thing that she was looking at was some of the corruption connected to people in the audit. That's the only thing we can find. And I'm convinced that this is it. And the authorities up there don't want to prosecute, even though the police called it attempted first degree murder. Now, let me just say this very quickly. Um, Wendy Rogers, state senator, who I think was sincere in the beginning, but she's done a flip-flop and, and she is now and others in the state senator coming out against me in writing, in videos it's incredible i'm a private citizen with a computer and a website and these people who are the elected representatives are turning their attention to me and it's just like when jovan pulitzer wrote you that email says don't publish dave hodges don't listen to dave hodges he's a crackpot uh, paul preston was told by one of these people in the audit if you follow hodges you're going to get murdered um you're going to die prematurely um isn't it interesting that these people are facing off against me. And this is my answer to them publicly right now. You know what, what you're trying to do to me and what you're encroaching on me would break a lot of people. It would make them back up. But I have something in my back pocket that you don't have. And that's the power of Jesus. And there's nothing that you people can do. You people who have betrayed those who elected you, there's nothing you can do to stop what's coming. You can even kill me, but you're not going to stop because so many other people are now involved and they need to know there's going to be nowhere they can hide. Well, that's too many people know that it's, that they fixed it. Yeah. It, there's just, yeah. it's too obvious. Okay. But we got specifics. Sarah, I'll be telling you this off the air. I'm not ready to reveal because I'm going to come out in January and I'm doing my dead man switches. I've you know, learned from watching Breitbart. You never say what you're going to do unless you have the dead man switches in place. That's and the exactly dead man's, right. The, the dead man switches are in place, folks. And I'm telling you, what's coming out in January, you people might want to be looking for other jobs. In fact, Karen Fan, who could run for another term, she was the head of the audit. She is not running for re-election. Well, I know you have a lot on her. I've heard some of that. So that's, uh, yes. yeah, I'm anyway, interested. You get to your appointment. We talked even okay. longer. Okay, talk soon. Take care. Yeah, bye-bye.